Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS store and find one of our locked-on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Today is Wednesday, April 14th, and our Bruins are coming off a 3-2 shootout win over the Buffalo Sabres in the team debuts for Taylor Hall, Curtis Lazar, and Mike Riley. We'll get into that game here in a moment, but before we do... I want to thank you all for the support over the last couple of days. Uh, the past two episodes have been widely listened to, and I really do appreciate it. In fact, Monday's episode where we broke down the trades is the second most downloaded in the history of the podcast, uh, second only to a chat with Emily Cave. So that was really very much appreciated. Thank you so much. If you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed on whatever podcast app you use. Uh, You can download, listen, and enjoy. And if you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can find the podcast at LOBostonBruins, on Instagram at LockedOnBruins, and you can find me on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. That's I-A-N-C-M-C-L-A-R-E-N. Now let's get into last night's game, and it was, you know, not uh, perhaps the result we were hoping for or expected, but it was still a win for the Boston Bruins, and we can give them a bit of a pass considering three new guys were being integrated into the lineup with just a morning skate uh, to get them acclimated to the team and to the system. Each player had driven from uh you know their respective cities to get there so from buffalo to boston and ottawa to boston was riley in ottawa he must have been yeah and so you know it was a fairly encouraging opening game for these three players and ultimately they got the two points which is the most important thing right now as the philadelphia flyers and the new york rangers attempt to stay alive in the a race for the fourth and final playoff spot in the East Division. Now, I should mention Jeremy Swayman. Uh, he looked really good once again. He's now 3-1 and one with a 926 save percentage in four games. Bounced back from his first career loss Saturday in Philadelphia. And he, you know, dedicated this win to former University of Maine head coach Red Gendron, who died suddenly Uh, last week while playing golf. Uh, Swayman said, I know that he would want me to do, and that's to go out and play my game and have fun doing it. That's what I try to do every day. Do everything I can to honor him and continue his legacy. We all know how impactful Red was to the hockey community, especially my life. He said, I love Red so much. The things he taught me I'll have for the rest of my life. I'm so grateful for the experience I had with him. He's definitely going to be a role model for the rest of my life. And again, our condolences to uh, Red's family and friends and everyone touched by him through the game of hockey that we all love. Now, it looked as though Taylor Hall had his first point as a Boston Bruin on a Craig Smith goal, but the assist was wiped out because a 
Buffalo Saber touched the puck before it got onto Smith's stick. But the um, play was started by a great back check in the defensive zone by Hall. And then he played a little give and go with Smith through the neutral zone, broke toward the net with the puck, uh, briefly broken up by a Buffalo f- defender. But Smith was there to come in and uh, launched a wrister past goalie Dustin Tokarski for a 2-1 Bruins lead at the 529 mark of the second period. Craig Smith is on fire lately. He had a goal and assist, and he now has 15 points over his last 13 games, scored goals in three of his last four, and uh, I picked him to score on my Tim Hortons app last night, so I get 10 Timmy's points, which is beautiful. Of Taylor Hall, who played on a line with Smith and David Krejci, uh, Smith said Taylor's a great player, he's world class, his ability to create and the way he shoots the puck and sees the game, he's been a player that when I'm playing against him, I'm watching him. It was fun to get a chance to play with him, and I'm sure over the next couple games we'll get to know each other a little bit better. Like I mentioned, these three guys, Riley, Lazar, Hall, uh, all playing their first games with the team, uh, Riley's puck moving ability was evident as he recorded a game-high five shots on goal in 22 minutes and 17 seconds of ice time. Actually, I believe he was tied with Jared Tenorti, who also had five five shots on goal, if you can believe it. Uh, Lazar brought a lot of energy to the fourth line. Uh, those three players, Lazar, Corrali, Wagner, had a couple shifts at least that were you know, a minute of ozone time. And Taylor Hall, I thought, played a very strong two-way game. I was impressed with his uh, ability to transition, uh, his ability to uh, find the puck, to hold on to the puck, to find the right player to send it to, uh, and his defensive ability as well as 200-foot game. I was really impressed with. Uh, you saw even in overtime, he came, uh, had a back check to deny an opportunity with only a couple seconds left, was eventually tripped up. Uh, But, of course, the penalty came at the end of overtime, so didn't really give them an opportunity. Head coach Bruce Cassidy said, Hall certainly creates in space. He did a good job off the rush, finding the open guy. Looked dangerous in overtime. Had a nice uh, look on a two-on-one. And he had a nice back check as well, like I mentioned. Good speed. He didn't want to overanalyze the first night there because, obviously, it will take some time for all three of these guys to get further acclimated, comfortable, you know, you're coming into a new situation, uh, don't really know too many of the guys, not really sure how you fit in quite yet, uh, but I thought Hall did a fine job. Uh, Cassidy said Lazar in the middle did a good job presenting himself, cycling in the offensive zone, and Mike Riley got his shot through, works to get it through, shoots for sticks, breakout, he had a good composure, makes good decisions. The three guys helped us win a hockey game. That's their job, and we'll build them in as we go and see how they best fit. But first impressions were good. And that's what Bruce Cassidy said to Taylor Hall coming in. Doesn't need to be a superstar. Doesn't need to light the world on fire. What the Bruins measure most is wins and losses, and he helped the team win on this night. He did have a couple moments early on where... Uh, you know, he gave up the puck, a couple turnovers early on, but again, it was his first few minutes in the Bruins uniform, and I think uh, he did a great job. Obviously, we would have all loved to see him score, but I think that will come as he gains more confidence, gets more comfortable, 
in the Bruins system. And, um, you know, I'm not really a big fan of the reclamation narrative. He has been one of the best players in the NHL over the last 10 years, over the last five years. Yes, the last couple years haven't been great, but he's played for four teams now, including our Bruins. And this is definitely the best spot that he's been in. So let's give him uh, some time to get uh, acclimated here and uh, get up to speed. I think he'll play it really well. Now the third line looked very good as well. Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, Nick Ritchie, Coyle and DeBrusque. They didn't hit the back of the net, but um, they did score two of the shootout goals and they had a number of chances in regulation and uh, nah, maybe not overtime, but um, Cassidy said, you know, if they continue to play like that, the goals are going to come. And I think that's something that could separate the Bruins from the pack. If you have a effective scoring third line that is playing against, you know, third pairings defensively, that's huge for any team. That was a strength for the Bruins back in 2019, uh, having three solid scoring lines and that depth is what wins in the playoffs. And hopefully these guys can connect. And, um, you know, they did score in the shootout again, which helped get them the extra point. You could tell they were feeling it. And hopefully those shootout goals give them some confidence just to get the puck over the line. And, um, yeah, I think Coyle and DeBrusque could be a really effective trio. So that was it for the Bruins' win over the Sabres. Not the most convincing or lopsided win, Really would have loved to have seen them add, you know, one, two, three goals to that 2-1 lead instead of uh, give up the tying goal. Uh, but such as it is, that's what happened, and they did get the two points. Now sitting uh, four points up on the New York Rangers with two games in hand and six points up on the Flyers also with two games in hand. I guess we should update the East Division power rankings here pretty soon. Uh, but for the moment, uh, the Bruins holding on to that fourth and final playoff spot they'd be in line to play the capitals in the first round up next is a big test against the islanders on thursday at home and we'll preview that on tomorrow's episode locker room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the nhl you'll find fans just like you on locker room for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and of course reacting to big news rumors you can even find locked on hosts across the nba and MLB. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started, and I'll meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of credible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Bruins room is live. Download Locker Room today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in 18 amazing flavors. Some have nuts, others don't, so please make sure to check if you have a nut allergy. There are also a bunch of gluten-free options, which is important to me as someone who has celiac. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew, but they're also great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you are on the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. 
That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, it is Wednesday here on the podcast, so let's open up the mailbag. I got a couple questions after the Taylor Hall trade about the Seattle expansion draft and how that will affect who the Bruins protect. Now, uh, I found on soundofhockey.com a great article that broke down the expansion draft and what it means for pending unrestricted free agents. So that would include Tuka Rask, David Krejci, Taylor Hall, and this is what they write. There will be several players exposed by their teams that will be pending unrestricted free agents. The scenario is that a player will have just played the last year of his NHL contract with his team and will become an unrestricted free agent roughly one week after the expansion draft. Seattle Kraken will have a 48-hour window before their selections are made to talk and negotiate with any of these UFAs. An example here is where a player like Taylor Hall is left unprotected by Buffalo. That was the example they used, but now Boston. Seattle could discuss a potential contract term for a new deal with Hall. If they reach an agreement, Seattle would then choose Hall in the expansion draft. If they cannot reach a deal... Seattle would find some other player to select from Buffalo or now Boston. So uh, there's the scenario. Boston doesn't have to protect their uh, pending unrestricted free agents. And Seattle would have the opportunity to talk with, say, Tuka Rask or David Krejci or Taylor Hall. If they come to an agreement, then that would be Seattle's selection in the expansion draft. If they do not reach a deal... Seattle would have to find another player to select from Boston. So that's kind of how that works. Even if he's unprotected, he can still be signed as an unrestricted free agent. If that happens, then that would be the um, player taken from the Boston Bruins, seeing as the Bruins have exclusive negotiating rights with unrestricted free agents until that day hits. Uh, So hopefully that cleared things up a little bit there. I got another question on Instagram from Eric Michael, who who always sends in some great questions. He said, I think the Hall acquisition will be make or break for Krejci as well. This is the goal scorer we've all wanted him to have for a while, right? If Hall plays with Krejci and does well, the Bees will have to figure out how to re-sign both of them in the offseason. If they don't hit it off and they consider skating Hall with Coyle, for example, and that line does well, do you think they would consider letting Krejci go after this year and moving forward with Coyle as their second-line center? Well, I think, Eric, regardless of the Taylor Hall trade, I think that's kind of what the Bruins were thinking anyways. Uh, Charlie Coyle is signed for, I believe, four more seasons at a $5.25 million cap hit. That's ultimately a bit rich for a third-line center, in my opinion. And, you know... I'm not sure if Krejci will be back. Of all the unrestricted free agents on the Bruins, he's the one that gives me the longest or most reason to pause and consider whether he'll be back. Just because, you know, they have Coyle, who could step in and theoretically play second-line center, although he's really dropped off a bit this season. Uh, He did play well last night, like I mentioned, but... They really need a lot more for him in terms of tangible production. Uh, but they do have Jack Stanika coming up, Trent Frederick who can play center, Sean Corrales, 
is a UFA, but he can play center. Uh, Curtis Lazar as well, like we saw on uh, last night in his debut. So the Bruins are pretty well set at center uh, without Krejci. I mean, obviously that would be a huge loss. You want him to stay around as long as you can. If he does resign, it would have to be at a lower rate than what he's making now, 7.25, highest on the team, uh, in order to make room for Hall. And, you know, ultimately, if it's a successful duo, you want to keep them together. Uh, Krejci scored last night. Craig Smith scored last night. So that line was in on both of those goals. Uh, Hall has the ability to be a very high-end forward in this league, probably one of the better uh, forwards that Krejci has played with since, you know, Lucic and Horton. Again, congratulations to Milan Lucic for playing his 1,000th game last night, just as an aside. Seeing everyone uh, celebrate him brought back a lot of memories from the 2011 Cup run and his time with the Bruins. I've really come to appreciate him more over the years uh, since he's left and uh, just the way that he was beloved by his teammates. At any rate, yeah, Krejci, Hall... Uh, in theory, should be a good combination. Uh, both are more playmakers per se, but I think each could help the other raise their shooting percentages, which are quite low. And, uh, you know, we saw how it benefited Craig Smith as well, who's red hot. And their success could free up the top line as well. Really need to see David Pasternak get going lately. He has not looked himself. I don't know if it's residual effects of his off-season hip surgery, but he just does not look himself these days, uh, kind of flubbing one-timers, uh, missing the net. I'm not sure what's up there, but uh, would love to see him get back on track. They're really uh, banking on him to do so if they want to be successful in the playoffs. Uh, so all that to say, I don't know if Coyle is a second-line center in this league, despite the contract given to him by Don Sweeney. I don't want to see... David Krejci, depart. He's one of my favorite Bruins. Uh, still somewhat underappreciated and underrated, I think, by the fan base and around the league. Uh, but if they can find a way to sign him at more of a team-friendly deal, and the same with Rask, really, uh, then I think it would benefit everyone, and especially if they have a chance to re-sign Taylor Hall. He definitely wants to be there, and you know everybody's going to have to kind of make perhaps a bit of sacrifice in order to keep this group together and make some runs over the next couple years while Bergeron and Marchand are still playing at the highest level. Thanks for sending in those questions in. Hopefully I was able to answer them sufficiently. Uh, every week on the podcast, we do a mailbag. So send in some questions on Twitter or on Instagram, and I'll be sure to set them aside and answer them on next week's show. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the major sports as well as award shows and reality TV. Real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's also free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get the upper hand in your fantasy hockey playoffs by tuning in to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, hosted by our expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you all the tips, insights, and analysis to win your league. 
It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So go ahead and subscribe today. Speaking of Taylor Hall, let's uh, end with some news and notes from around the NHL. In the latest 31 Thoughts article, Elliot Friedman writes about why Taylor Hall may be more than a rental for the Bruins. And Taylor Hall confirmed a lot of these things on Tuesday. The fact that he wanted to be a Boston Bruin uh, during his first foray into unrestricted free agency back in the summer or whenever that was in the fall, Hall did uh, talk to the Bruins. The Bruins were interested. But they told him they'd have to make moves before they could commit to him. Hall wasn't comfortable with the idea of waiting and he wanted to lock in his next NHL home, so he went to Buffalo. But now, six months later, Hall is where he wanted to be, flexing his no-move muscle in order to get to Boston. And the hope that this isn't a one-night Tinder swipe right, that was Friedman's analogy, but the start of a lasting, meaningful relationship. Now, Friedman writes that one of the theories as to why Hall is now on his fifth team and fourth in two seasons is that he plays an individual game, as in his dominance at the junior level convinced him of a way to play that doesn't work in the disciplined, defensive NHL world. Maybe that's true, and he has to do a better job adapting. But, Friedman writes, you can't convince me this is someone who doesn't care. Hall had every excuse to sit the rest of that night, and he didn't. And that night that Friedman is referring to is a game on March 16th, when he took a Colin Miller bomb right in the face, direct hit from a hard slap shot three minutes into the game. They had lost 11 in a row at that point. This game ended up being number 12, and you could see a situation where Hall was like, I'm not going back in, but he came back early in the second period. He wants to do well, and Friedman can't imagine there's a better group he could join at this point in his career than the Boston Bruins. Their leadership demands as much of itself as it does of others. The Bruins are betting Hall's 2% shooting percentage is an aberration. I've mentioned that before. He's a 10% shooter for his career. And Don Sweeney revealed his, um, you know, phrase, regression to the mean when discussing the trade. Boston's second last in the NHL in 5-on-5 rush goals per game. Hall's finishing... Must improve to fix that, but he'll create opportunities, Friedman writes, and we saw that last night in the opportunity that he created on the Craig Smith goal. So, you know, I've already seen in Boston media the, you know, argument that Hall is not the player he once was, that if they just get, you know, average play out of him, then it'll be worth it. But I do still think that Taylor Hall has another level here that he can hit and that Boston is the best place for him to do so. They uh, will be a great fit for Taylor Hall and I think we will see him be more of the player he was prior to the trade to New Jersey and in his early time with the Devils than Uh, the guy that we saw in Buffalo. That's just my opinion. Um, And I don't see him as, you know, done by any means. He's only 29 years old. Uh, He has, like I said on Twitter the other day, he's one of the top point-producing players of the past decade, of the past five years. Yes, he fell off in the last couple years, but he's played on four teams over the last two seasons. Been a pandemic. He's moved around a lot. 
Buffalo clearly didn't work out. He needs some time to get his confidence back up. And once he does, uh, I think he could be lights out for the Bruins. Another interesting note is that Friedman said he believes Buffalo asked Boston about Jeremy Swayman and Dan Vladar, but the Bruins weren't going there. Knowing they were Hall's preferred destination, they could take a harder line. And so Anders Bjork was the guy who went the other way, and he he almost ended it uh, in overtime last night. Had a glorious opportunity that kind of jumped over his stick, and he wasn't able to bury it. Um, So that would have been not great to see that happen. Thankfully, the Bruins came out with the win. Other news from around the NHL, Anthony Mantha had an impressive debut with the Capitals. They boosted their offense by picking him up. He had a goal and an assist in his first game since being acquired from the Detroit Red Wings. Ovechkin recorded his 728th goal to move within three of Marcel Dion for fifth on the overall NHL goals list. Um, Artemi Panarin broke Mark Messier's Rangers record for most points in the first 100 games with the New York Rangers in a 3-0 win over the Devils. Again, they're only four points back of the Bruins, and the Rangers, I think, have a better chance of overtaking them than the Flyers do at this point. Uh, But again, the Bruins have some games in hand, and hopefully we'll be able to get on a roll here. They have three games against the Sabres next week, which hopefully will help. And uh, yeah, I still see the Bruins as a playoff team, especially after the deadline. One last note. The Canadian Hockey League announced the 2021 Memorial Cup has been cancelled. Second straight year, the prestigious trophy won't be awarded to Canada's top junior team because of COVID-19. Speaking of the Memorial Cup, I attended the 2014 event uh, where Curtis Lazar's Edmonton Oil Kings defeated the Guelph Storm in the final. I went to the round-robin game where uh, Guelph beat Edmonton uh, in that one. Uh, But Curtis Lazar, uh, a very important member of that Memorial Cup winning team. And uh, yeah, it's a bummer that that uh, won't be played again this year. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening uh, lately and also for subscribing, supporting the podcast. It really means a lot. Uh, Might think I'm just a fanboy espousing black and gold here on the podcast but I really try hard to take a rational level-headed look at this team and I'm encouraged by what I saw on Tuesday and I really do think better times are ahead for this team uh, after a pretty up and down start to the season. So that's it tonight I'll be watching the final episode of the This is a Robbery Netflix doc on the uh, Gardner robbery in Boston very entertaining so far a lot of interesting characters in there on the Boston organized crime scene. Uh, So yeah, if you haven't checked that out, I would uh, highly recommend it. That's it, friends. Talk to you again tomorrow to preview a game against the Islanders and bring you all the latest on the Boston Bruins. Peace.